Hello, and welcome to day 39 of A Year of War and Peace. I'm Logan. I'm Brett. And today we'll be talking about Volume 1, Part 2, Chapter 14. Indeed. A history very chapter time. Full-on history textbook right here, baby. No nothing in terms of characters. Yeah, this basically is just setting up what Bagration's actual mission was and what the situation of the army is here. Um, and so we have a pretty decent picture from all the chapters leading up to it of what's happening. Obviously bad things for the Russians. Not good things. <laughs> but this lays it out in very clear detail that basically Kutuzov was not in a position to withdraw quickly after Vienna's Tabor Bridge was taken. And so now Kutuzov has to get the hell out of here because he is in a position where he could potentially be surrounded and be properly macked here. He, he could be macked. We have an we have a impending we have an impending mack on a, our an hands. Impending macking coming about to happen. But Kutuzov has forty thousand men against the French hundred and fifty thousand men. I don't like those odds. No. And they both are trying to reach the town of Znaim, which is the the gateway to the east, which I suppose. It's a great name also. I, I really uh, like the name of Znaim. I hope I'm saying it right. Anyway, they're both trying to reach Snaim, and whoever, if, if Napoleon gets there first, Kutuzov's supplies will be cut off and he'll be forced to surrender. Uh, if Kutuzov gets there first, he'll be able to flee further east to try and rejoin with more reinforcements. And But Napoleon, the French, have a quicker, easier route to Snaim. So Kutuzov is sending Bagration out with 4,000 men. 4,000 against 150 is not great kind odds. of crazy. Not amazing odds. To take up a position at Holabrun to hold and delay the French for as long as humanly possible. And Tolstoy basically lays out that this is impossible because based on the pacing of the armies, the French are a day ahead. Mm -hmm. And so he would have to hold for a full day and a full night against the entire French army. But, (laughs) But he gets a little lucky here. According to Tolstoy's telling of it, Murat, who was the same marshal who was involved at the Tabor Bridge, arrives. And he thinks that... Bagration's 4,000 men are the entire Russian force. You know, I'd think that too. Like, what's the difference between 40,000 and 4,000 at this point, honestly? Uh, And so Tolstoy writes that he tries to pull another trick and proposes an armistice, presumably with the idea of buying time for the rest of the French army to arrive so that they could then engage and overwhelm the Russians in one big battle and defeat their whole army right here with one giant stand because presumably Marat has enough men to kill 4,000 troops, but not enough men to beat the full 40,000 that he thinks he is facing. Mm. And so Bagration accepts and sends word to Kutuzov who accepts. And then Marat sends word to Napoleon and Napoleon is like, no, you idiot. They're pulling the wool over your eyes. Kill (laughs) that army. I can find no words to express my displeasure. (laughs) (laughs) Get him, Napoleon. What a way with words you have. Tell him. He says, Marat, I'll be home in three days. Don't wash. <laughs> Dude, he would. Marat was his man. Marat was his man. Marat, Marat and Len are my favorite um, Napoleonic marshals. If, anyone's, if anyone was curious. I'm a big Marshal Len fan. He dies horribly, historically. But that's not it. That doesn't his, mean you don't want to give him a little kiss, that's neither, though. That's neither here, that's neither here nor there. Um, How does he die? It's after this. Clearly, he didn't survive getting shot in the head twice. So I don't know how good of a guy he could really be. There was, I don't remember what battle it was, but I think it was a two day battle. And on the second day before fighting had resumed, 
he walked out to this hill and sat down cross-legged and was relaxing on this hill. And someone from the other team saw him. The other team? Yeah. I don't remember who they were fighting. The other team saw him and took a pot shot at him. And the cannonball crushed both of his legs and they went gangrenous and he died of the infection. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Yeah. That's horrible. It's rough. Wow. Does this guy survive? Marat? Yeah. I think so. I don't remember. I don't remember Marat's death. So I think that I think that he makes it through. But anyway, that doesn't happen in the course of this book. That's 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 external history that is uncovered by by War and Peace. But anywho, it's not relevant to War and Peace, really. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just sad. unless you're curious about the fate of that one guy who helped take the Tabor Bridge. But other than that, it's just a rough event. It's a rough, rough look. Marat, uh, don't wash. I'll be back in three days. <laughs> Napoleon's going. You guys watch the, watch the Napoleon movie. To, I feel like we've been referencing the Napoleon movie way more than like any normal person should. We're reading War and Peace. It is the most relevant movie to this book that we're has come out recently. We're reading War and Peace. Of course we're going <laughs> to reference the 2023 Napoleon. Historically inaccurate Napoleon Rid- film. Ridley Scott's Napoleon is required reading for this book. My favorite, my favorite Ridley Scott quote regarding the film is in response. Didn't he say like "grow a pair" in response to? He said a lot. He said getting a lot of mad things. that it wasn't historically accurate. He said a lot of things. He's so real for that, though. <laughs> Tolstoy would not approve of the 2023 Napoleon movie. But I feel like he, I feel like he would really like Alexander the second, no, the first, going and seducing Josephine. I think he, he would like that scene. That shit's crazy. And, they and dance. true. It is? Yeah. Well, <laughs> whether he seduced her or not is not explicitly historical, but he did, after Napoleon was deposed, he did go and visit her. And they were that seen. That is crazy. And they were seen together. W. Riz Alexander. <laughs> he did go visit Napoleon. That Josephine. is. That is like a baller as fuck move. That's crazy. <laughs> That is cr- if I was alive in this day, that would hundred percent go in my gossip column. A huge headline. Spotted together in downtown Paley, Alexander the First, and no none other than Empress Josephine Bonaparte. That's that's crazy to to have somebody destroy your emperor title and then fuck your wife. Dude, that is epic as hell. That is like actually so epic. Anyway, none of that's either. Not, that's, all that's neither here nor there for chapter 14 of War and Peace. But the only thing of note here is that it looks, I think historically, the armistice, the three-day armistice was actually Bagration's idea. When Bagration realized Marat thought he had the full force, Bagration said, hey, how about we wait around and see if peace gets signed so we don't have to waste our lives doing battle here? And Marat was like, oh, good idea. And then Napoleon was like, what are you doing? No, you idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> Um, so I don't know if that's disputed or if he just had a different account of it or what. But uh, yeah, so they signed the armistice. And then I like the the very end. It's talking the whole chapter about how exhausted and beaten up and whooped um, Bagration's men are. And then they, the 4,000 men of Bagration's attachment cheerfully lit their campfires, dried themselves out and got warm, and, and cooked porridge for the first time in three days. None of them realizing or even dreaming of what might be in store for them. Woof. Woof. So. Something bad's about to happen. Napoleon himself is going there. Pull up your bootstraps, everybody. He's he's on his he's on his little Napoleon's pony. Napoleon's coming. 
with uh, his little pony, Marengo. Marengo. Marengo versus Little Rook. Grudge match. <laughs> Who wins? I'm sorry, Marengo's going to win. Marengo, Marengo, Marengo wins like nine times out of ten. Marengo solos. For, for those who don't know, Marengo is Nap- one of Napoleon's horses. Napoleon's, yeah, his, his famous horse. His famous horse. horse. We're big Marengo heads in this, <laughs> in this house. <laughs> so we are preparing for the uh, Battle of Schungravern. Historically, historical battle of Schungravern. Say it one more time. Schungravern. Schungravern. I don't know. Schungravern. Schungravern. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, buckle your pants, boys. Or unbuckle them. If you thought the if you thought the kindling the kindling drama at the bridge was intense, get ready for the for the Bagration saga here. Get ready to get unmacked. Or yeah, mac. we're we're unmacking this situation. We're unmacking the situation. Unmacking the, Bagration is going to unmack. We're this not situation. washing for three days, no. and we're getting unmacked. We're cooking porridge. I, have we explained that reference? I feel like we say it all the time. What reference? The don't wash. I'll be back. I don't in, know if we have. I don't think we have. Look it up. That's our end joke. You're not invited. <laughs> It's like a historical record. <laughs> we, we could just explain it. Do you want to explain it? No, you could explain it. You're better at explaining it. Um, the Don't Wash th- I'll Be Home in Three Days is a quote from a letter Napoleon sent to his wife, Empress Josephine, during one of his campaigns, where when the campaign was wrapping up, he sent her a message and said something, something, some very sweet things about how he missed her, and he ended it with, "Don't wash. I'll be home in three days." He's something like that might not be a direct. I think quote. the re- I think it's in the reverse. I think it's I'll be home in three days. Don't, Don't wash. wash, dude. He wanted her musk, dude. He likes it. He likes it all natural. <laughs> oh, Napoleon. All right, that's all. Oh wait, rankings. <laughs> rankings. Who are you gonna make me rank in this? This chapter? is hard. Okay, I feel like Marat, Napoleon, Bagration. I think those are like the only. I don't. I feel like Kutuzov isn't Marat. We could do Kutuzov. We could do the generals in their yeah, sure. second in command. Bagration and uh, Kutuzov, and we'll do <laughs> most likely to yell like really aggressively, like to the point of like breaking the TV. At a football game. <laughs> Napoleon number one. Yeah. For sure. That man cannot handle that man cannot handle losing. Mm-hmm. Um whether no. football game Would he like punch the TV? It's gone. Out the window. <laughs> Woof. Ordering a new one for the palace. Yeah. <laughs> the palace TV. <laughs> he would he would break the TV and then he'd go into another room, turn on another TV, and then get mad again and break a second TV. <laughs> he'd be watching a replay and break the second TV. He, he's a guy he throws video game controllers at his TV and breaks them when he loses at Dark Souls. <laughs> Woof. And then I would say Marat second, just because I think he's he's used to winning being Napoleon's marshal. So I think that he probably has a lower tolerance for defeat as well. And Bagration and Kutuzov are both taking mad L's right now, and they're keeping it together pretty well. So I gotta, I gotta think that they're pretty, they're they're yeah. pretty good in a losing position. I'd put Kutuzov at, uh, uh, at, at the last. least, yeah. just about or better than, less likely than Bagration, just because he's got them thirty years of service and he's got that those missing two, eye, those two insane head wounds, insane head wounds. That dude, that dude can take an L. Yeah. He knows he knows how to take it on the chin or in or in the temple. Wherever wherever you put it to him, he can take so it. So true. <laughs> Out the right eye. All right. Yeah, so we're set up for the battle uh once Napoleon 
communicates to Marat that he has made a blunder, Bagration and his men will have to hold hold the line. Hold the line. To secure. Love isn't always on time. The Russian army isn't always on time. The Russian army isn't always there all the time. Andre isn't always there, there all, all the time. time. Anyway, we'll see you guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow.